Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and of course, I'm your host, John June, and on this lovely Thursday evening, got my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's shaking, man? What's good? What's going on? Uh, yeah, late Thursday night, so we got this Thursday night game going on, but, you know, we're, we're getting ready for week 11, as you said, we said before, you know, three weeks, four weeks left in the regular season. Um, so yeah, it's the final stretch. We got, we got to get these wins. Um, yeah, hopefully get some good games this weekend too. Definitely, man. And we got to break them all down, starting with those 1 PM games. Obviously this is the part one breakdown. Part two will be out on Saturday as we will break down the remaining games as well as give out those starts of the week, as well as play some get money. Your boy got a dub last week, so feeling nice about it, but that's neither here nor there. 1 p.m. games. Here we come. Starting Sir. with the 08 and 1. I can't believe we're going to do that all year. 08 <laughs> and 1, Detroit Lions. Traveling to Cleveland to take on the 5 and 5 Cleveland Browns. This game has a 43.5 point total. The Browns are 11.5 point favorites here. In terms of the weather, it's okay. In terms of injuries, Nick Chubb, who missed last week with COVID, he seems like he's trending in the right direction, whatever that means. Hopefully it means he'll, he'll play on Sunday. Uh, Jarvis Landry, he's limited with a knee. Uh, on the Detroit side, Jared Goff, he's questionable with an oblique, hasn't really practiced all week. Tim Boyle, who is on IR himself uh, with an injury of his own, has taken all the first team reps in practice this week as he was elig- he's been eligible to practice as he's been designated to return from injured reserve. So uh, something to watch there. He could be making the start there this week, um, you know, with Jared Goff dealing with this injury and also his ineffectiveness. Uh, DeAndre Swift has a shoulder injury, which has kept him limited. So, Greg, after considering all of this, where are you at with this game here and this matchup and the fantasy goodness? Yeah, I'm going to take the under on this game. <clears throat> I'm going to take Cleveland to cover and, and, and Cleveland to win. Uh, with Nick Chubb, I mean, Cleveland's strengths just match up with Detroit's weakness so much uh, with this rush defense. So um, Detroit side, you know, it's, it's pretty easy. It's still Swift and Hawkinson. Swift had a easily a season high in carries last week, 33. Snap share season high at 93%. Um, so they have no problem giving him that rushing work uh, as well as, you know, his bread and butter as passing game. He's at our, every week RB1. Um, hopefully last week's Hawkinson performance was a throwaway um, where, you know, we never get to see something like that again. I still have him in my top 12 uh, just based off talent and just hopefully he can get more than one target, you know. So um, on Cleveland side, Nick Chubb, he's due for an explosion game here if he's able to play. Um, still no Kareem Hunt, one of the best matchups of the week, uh, coming off a 9.7 yards per carry week uh, previous to the, the COVID week uh, and week 10. So you got to love his week here as a top three week for our, our running backs. Only interested really for the receivers in Austin Hooper, if I really need a tight end, and Jarvis Land is kind of a wide receiver for it, but that's about it. Yeah, I yeah, Nick Chubb definitely trending in that in that right direction. Uh to be an RB one. I mean like the, the RB one potentially mm-hmm. 
week here with the matchup like you were alluding to. I'm going to take the under here. going to take Cleveland to cover Cleveland to win. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think. Uh, he's a wide receiver I want to play if I want some upside here. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we knew that he wasn't going to probably be useful last week because Belichick's obviously going to take that away. Detroit doesn't have that luxury. So, uh, you know, I, I think he's definitely in play. But Jarvis Landry, you know, f- floor wide receiver three there. On the Detroit side, Swift, top three running back play for sure. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, yeah, let's hope last week yeah, uh, man. was the outlier there. Uh, you know, I, I still have him as a top five tight end this week. Um, but you know, you know, hopefully the the change at quarterback will lead to some more targets. Uh, who yeah. knows? Man. <clears throat> Jared Goff last week at one point in the first quarter had had attempted like 19 passes for like 80 something yards. It was it was ridiculous there. Yeah, I think the majority of his passes were between this, like before the scoreline scrimmage. It was ridiculous. Like. Yeah, so. Uh, hopefully Tim Boyle can bring something other than that. Um, yeah. Moving on to this next game here, the four and five San Francisco 49ers traveling to Jacksonville to take on the two and seven Jacksonville Jaguars. This game has a 45 and a half point total. The Niners are six and a half point favorites here in terms of injuries or well, the weather's okay, but in terms of injuries, uh, James Robinson, uh, he's dealing with a heel and a knee issue. Uh, you know, he, the the heel is obviously, you know, from two games ago. The knee is new, so he's limited participant in practice with that. Carlos Hyde, he was limited with a shoulder. On the San Fran side, Elijah Mitchell, he was a DMP with a finger injury, which he actually had surgery on on Monday. So uh, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan believes he will be able to play, uh, but def- it's a pain tolerance thing, it seems, so we'll have to be mindful of that. Uh, Debo Samuel, he's dealing with a shin injury, so he's a limited participant in practice. And then Jamichael Hasty, the running back, is a DMP with an ankle issue. In terms of this matchup here, I'm going to take the over. Going to take Jacksonville to cover. I almost took Jacksonville to win, but I will take San Fran to win this one. Um, for Jacksonville, James Robinson, uh, he's a volume-based RB2. Uh, you know, obviously has upside for more. Uh, especially if, if Jacksonville could pull out a win here. Uh, Sam Fran can be run on. Uh, we didn't see that come to fruition last week uh, because they just boat raced the Rams uh, and took the run game out of pretty much out of the equation. Uh, but, uh, you know, James Robinson definitely has some upside. Uh, Dan Arnold, he's a tight end one. I, I, like, I don't know how we could get around. There's no getting around this. I mean, whether we like it or not, like Dan Crazy. Arnold, tight end one. Uh, and then I want to stick to my original. Yeah, definitely, man. St- sticking to my original guns here with Jamal Agnew as the Jags receiver to play. Uh, obviously got it done in the rushing game and rushing department last week. Um, still, you know, second to Dan Arnold in targets. Uh, so I will, you know, definitely, I would just lean towards him. Other, like, it's uninspiring to play anybody, honestly, but that's just that. Uh, Debo Samuel for the Niners, top five wide receiver play. Elijah Mitchell, if he can go, he's a high-end RB2. Had 27 carries last week. Obviously, the game script was, um, you know, very favorable. But uh, I think that, you know, he's he's been do, he's been playing really well 
uh, and, you know, continues to get that work. I, I really am interested in him. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, a wide receiver three play. I think there could have been more last week if the Rams were just competitive. Uh, he only had, he had four targets, uh, or five, you know, four targets, caught three of them. But if that, you know, there was a point where they just didn't even have to, to throw the football. Uh, so if this game is a little bit more competitive than that, which I think it can be, uh, you know, Ayuk is a, is a wide receiver three. Uh, Jacksonville, ha- you know, they have been good against tight ends the last three weeks, but they also haven't played any quality tight ends. Uh, so George Kittle should have himself a day. Word. Uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take San Fran to cover and, and San Fran to win. Um, on San Fran's side, Jimmy G has been in streaming conversation the last three weeks. Uh, three straight top 15 QB weeks. Um, he's averaging about two total touchdowns a game, over 270 passing yards in that span. So I do like him in this matchup uh, in, in that streaming conversation. Uh, Eli Mitchell, he hasn't been practicing, but as you alluded, he is still expected to play according to Kyle Shanahan. So I do have him in that RB2 range. Definitely have Jeff Wilson rostered, though, if you are an Eli Mitchell manager or just a good speculative ad, I think, right now. Um, with any 49ers running back that could possibly get hurt. Debo Samuel, you got to love him. George Kittle, also got to love them, him as well. Both ones at their position. On Jacksonville, I'm yeah continuing to ride James Robinson pretty much. He's, he's a low on RB1 play for me. He's the only highlight on this team other than Dan Arnold, of course. Um, <clears throat> my stream of the week, the most, you know, he's been a pretty reliable source. I agree with you. He's a tight end one. Uh, I'm not touching anyone, but I do agree with your point with Agnew. If I had to, in deeper leagues, for he, he's definitely the play. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to this next game. We've got the five and five Indianapolis Colts traveling to Buffalo to take on the six and three Buffalo Bills. This game is a fifty point five total, fifty and a half point total. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are seven and a half point favorites. In terms of the weather here, there is <clears throat> unexpected, uh, also some some wind potentially as well. So be on the lookout for that as we get closer to kickoff. But often to tackle um, Spencer Brown for Buffalo, he's out as he was placed on the COVID injured reserve list. Uh, and then Cole Beasley, he's dealing with a rib injury, so he's on. He was a little bit of participant in practice. Tremaine Edmonds, the linebacker for Buffalo, he was a DMP with a hamstring that's kept him out uh, last game and, and kept him out of practice all last week. And then on the Colts side, Darius Leonard, he's a limited partic- participant in practice dealing with an ankle injury that he's been battling all year. So with that being said, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Colts to cover. I'm going to take the Bills to win, though. Um, In terms of the fantasy, stop me if you heard this before, but Josh Allen will be the QB one this week. Uh, Stephon Diggs came through last week, almost finishing as the wide receiver one. should do so again this week, finishing as a top three option. Cole Beasley, I like a lot this week as well. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Gabe Davis are, are definitely both in play. I, I would lean Sanders, though, as he's been on the field more almost 80% of the time. I, I think Dawson Knox also in a great spot last week. Saw him come back, uh, you know, last week against the Jets. And, and so the matchup this week is great. So I definitely like that. On the Colts side. JT has his work cut out for him this week. The Buffalo run defense, uh, definitely good. But honestly, I don't think it matters anymore. Uh, the Colts are feeding him. Uh, they they have the in-season hard knocks. 
they they are aware of his his streak of a hundred rush a hundred t- yards from scrimmage and a touchdown. He has the opportunity to take that up to eight straight games with a hundred yards from scrimmage and a touchdown. Uh, it hasn't been done since Ladanian Tomlinson in two thousand six. So. I, you know the Colts. The Colts know, you know that the matchup. They ha- in this particular matchup, they have to give the ball to JT, regardless of what, what this matchup looks like on paper. They have to feed him the ball. So, uh, Michael Pittman is he's always going to be highly ranked for me uh, each week, and that's no different this week. Even with the matchup against Trey White, uh, Michael Pittman's you know he's a big receiver, physical. Uh, he's leads his team in targets. Uh, there was I, I forgot where I re- heard this stat, read this stat, but he leads the uh, he he's leads the Colts on third down receptions. He has like 33 percent of the Colts targets on third down. Oh, um, he's he's the most important player on that team. He's <laughs> extending drives for JT himself. Like awesome. Yeah, man, I, I'm trying to get the I've been trying to get the JT Pittman stack in some leagues, but if you could make that happen, I think it's real nice. But Greg, what say you on this matchup here? Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I'm also gonna take the Colts to cover and the Bills to win on the Bills side. I do have Josh Allen as a, as a QB one. Stephon Diggs definitely getting his mojo back as the wide receiver one. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, I do like him as the favorable complimentary receiver over Beasley. A little banged up, and uh, I think Emmanuel Sanders has the easier matchup. They're both wide receiver threes, but I'm going to put Sanders in that uh, some low and wide receiver two upside. Dawson Knox in his first game back, they play a lot, so uh, you, you like that. Um, wasn't really needing that blowout game, so I think he has a bounce back here as a, a tight end one. And on the yeah, indie side, it's real tough. The JT and Pittman, I mean, all the guys you're looking at, of course, every week, but they're in the toughest spots. Uh, I'm definitely going to roll JT out there. Um, I'm gonna roll Pittman out there. I'm both pumping down to low end wide receiver two. Um, the Bills have not given up over 100 receiving yards at all this year to any receiver. So I mean, but the high target share, I think he still gives you uh, a solid floor. Um, so yeah, um, it's gonna be interesting. It's, it's a tough test for definitely this, these indie stars. The question is though, Greg, are you starting him in the league of extraordinary people? I had him back and forth. I did slide him back in today. <laughs> Over Bateman, because, you know, I was ready to plug and play A.B., but, you know, A.B.'s got his own situations going on. So, uh, yeah, I'm starting three running backs this week, which means it will have to bump out either Pittman or Bateman. So we'll see. It's going to come down to Sunday morning, really. I think you should just do it, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Bateman got a Q tag now. Like, you're right. You're right. You're right. Moving on to this next game here, we've got the – Two and seven, or three and seven, Miami Dolphins traveling to MetLife to take on the two and seven New York Jets. This game has a 45 point total. The Miami Dolphins are three and a half point favorites. Uh, in terms of injuries, or the weather's okay, but in terms of injuries, Miami, they're okay for the most part. Just in, you know, news about players that aren't coming back this week, like Will Fuller, uh, Malcolm Brown. Uh, Jason McCourty, his his injury is season-ending, uh, so that's that news there. For the Jets, uh, Zach Wilson, questionable with that knee. So Joe Flacco is set to start, 
and this is when I question why I for <laughs> this team. But Brandon Eccles uh, placed on cornerback, placed on injured reserve with a thigh injury. So um, that's that. In terms of this game, Greg, where are you at? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the, the Jets to cover, and I'm, I'm going to take the Jets to win, actually, um, on the Jets side. I mean, Joe Flacco is going to be safe. He's not going to make, you know, crazy mistakes. You know, the Mike White ever is over, unfortunately, you know, for now. For now. I'm going to say for now, though. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, Joe Flacco should be should be safe. You, I do like Michael Carter still as a high in RB2. He's uh, coming off a season high in carries, 16. So you, you'd like to see that, just increasing usage. Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. Moore, to me, has the higher upside in every game. Um, Davis isn't as boomer bust, though. I think he gives you a safer floor if he's not going to you know, have a big day. Um, and he also is going to usually get the most targets. I think they're both startable, um, but I just I just kind of have those rules for them more. If you if you need points, I think he's, he's the play. Um, he's arguably the best player on the team. Like, he's been playing really well talent-wise, and you know, you love to see him down the line. Miami, Miles Gaskin, he's a solid RB2. In a very favorable matchup, um, after opening the season where he only had one game with double digit over double digit carries, uh, after week six his rushing volume has gone up crazy amount. Um, he's averaging 15.3 carries, getting at least four targets in the last four weeks. Um, so you see, we're seeing that Miles Gaskin of last year, which is good. Uh, and Jalen Waddle, he's a wide receiver two in PPR leagues. Mike Isecki, tied in one season, is going to continue. I mean, even though he had a, a down week last week, he at least got seven targets. You know, it wasn't like a Hawkinson where he got one target. He's still involved. So uh, I'm rolling Mike Isecki out there. Yeah, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Miami to cover, Miami to win. Uh, I, I do agree with your sentiment, though. Joe Flacco does kind of like steady this a little bit where, you know, this thing won't, you know, the offense will actually be somewhat productive out there. Um, but from the Miami side, I think two is in a great spot. I absolutely love Jalen Waddle this week uh, against the struggling Jet secondary. Uh, Mike Kosecki should also have himself a day, so I'm with you there. Uh, I'm also willing to play, like, again, Miles Gaskin uh, hasn't been great to start the year, like you said, has come on as of late and, you know, gets a great matchup here against – a Jets rush defense that is uh, 31st in rush Ooh. defense EP uh, expected points added over the last three weeks on early downs. They're 32nd on the year, uh, and they're 32nd in pass defense and 30 or over that over uh, the last three weeks and 31st on the year. So um, definitely. <laughs> definitely looking at this Miami offense as a place to get some some fantasy yes, production. Uh, on the Jets side, I think Joe Flacco should be serviceable. Like I, I this Miami defense has been better as of late, um, but Joe Flacco again, like you said, should steady. Like, you know, should should bring a calming presence to this offense. I think Jamison Crowder. I mean, I totally agree with you, uh, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. Both in play. Corey Davis has had five targets in every game he's played. Uh, Elijah Moore has four touchdowns over his Ooh. his last three games, I think it is. Um, and then Jamison Crowder, I mean, but Jamison Crowder does have experience playing with Joe Flacco. Gets a matchup here against Miami, which is the worst matchup uh, or the worst team against slot receivers. So I think that there is an opportunity here for Crowder 
to uh, to make an impact here. And then Ty Johnson. Uh, oh, why am I gonna bring up Ty Johnson for Michael Carter? Michael yeah, Carter, uh, RB two. Um, you know, curious to see does Joe Flacco check it down as much as Mike White Word. did? Running backs had a forty percent target share uh, with Mike White at quarterback. Uh, don't know if that happens with Joe Flacco, but I think that we, you know, we definitely still see that, uh, you know, to some extent. Uh, so Michael Carter, RB two, uh, with upside for more. Ty Johnson, RB three or four. Yeah, I, I love Ty Johnson. He's been like a perfect like running back three, running back four. Like every week you need some emergency, Ty Johnson's just ready to fill in and get you something. <laughs> um. Moving on to this next matchup, we've got the three and six Washington football team traveling to Carolina to take on the five and five Carolina Panthers. This game has a 43 point total where the Carolina Panthers are three point favorites in terms of the weather. okay. in terms of the injuries, Carolina is okay. Washington, on the other hand, Antonio Gibson, guess what it is? It's that shin uh, limited participant (laughs) practice. Curtis Samuel, don't even know why he's on injury report. Haven't seen him for I forgot he was on roster. How long. Yeah. But he's doubtful with a groin injury. Um Kendall Fuller, uh, he's limited participant in practice with a knee. That's a cornerback for Washington. So in terms of this game here, I'm gonna take the under, gonna take Carolina to cover, Carolina to win. This game has a lot of storylines in it. Uh you've got Cam mm-hmm. Newton, obviously returning home to Carolina in his first game as a Carolina or his second game as a Carolina Panther. Uh, Again, assuming this is all assuming that he starts the game. Right, 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 right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But you've also have Ron Rivera. Yep. Yep. The head coach for Washington making his return to Carolina where he was the Carolina Panthers head coach for several years in Carolina uh, so this game makes it really interesting. I mean, Cam Newton, Ron Rivera, they came into Carolina together in that regime. Um, you know, Carolina, when Ron Rivera was 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 hired as the head coach, their first draft pick there was Cam Newton. Um, you know, so I think that it's very interesting there. You know, you've got Scott Turner, who's the offensive coordinator in Washington. They know Cam Newton very well, uh, designed an entire offense around him. So. Is the, these things are all very interesting to me, but I, like I said, I am taking the under Carolina to cover Carolina to win uh, CMC. He's back as a top three option at the running back position. He's got some company now with, with some young boys, but he's definitely a top three option. Uh, I think Cam can be a quarterback one again, assuming again, he starts uh, DJ Moore gets a boost as does Robbie Anderson with Cam in the lineup on the Washington side. Uh, Antonio Gibson, I mean, last week didn't crazy, it bro. Change, it doesn't change anything for me, bro. It's crazy, like, man. He's still 20. <laughs> like, if you take the two touchdowns away, he's yeah, been what right. he's been all year 20 carries for 66 yep. yards. Yep, it's <laughs> been what he's been all year. I what don't want to hear. So, um, you know, sorry, Ramondre Stevenson is cooking right now. Yeah, yeah, I just saw his run actually, too. I saw that. I started Harrison one league, Stevenson another, so you know I, I'm, I'm, I split it up. See what happens. <laughs> oh, oh, and then so you know Antonio Gibson RB two again this week. Uh, J D McKissick has some upside as a pass catcher, and then Terry McLaurin 
has less, less upside this week, uh, but still deserves a spot in your lineup regardless. Yeah, I'm going to take also the under Carolina the Panther, Carolina to cover, and Carolina to win. Um, on Carolina side, yeah, if Cam Newton is getting the start, he's uh in that QB 13 to 15 range. He's got borderline QB one value though. Um, CMC RB one lining up. Hopefully, this is the best news for the receivers, though, for sure. Um, who else in a great matchup, of course. DJ Moore got as a, a wide receiver, too. I'm going to need it to see two weeks in a row from Robbie to, to get him in that flex conversation. But um, if you're desperate, I think he, he could play with the excellent matchup on Washington side. Yeah, it, it's crazy. <clears throat> AG seems to be back from the dead. But, yeah, I agree. That's that line. If you take the two touchdowns away, it's exactly what he's been doing. So he's he's a RB, I mean, touchdown dependent RB2 for me. Um, same spot here versus Carolina. I think he's playable. The the bad rush, I mean, the really good rush defense, just like last week with Tampa Bay. Terry McLaurin, low end wide receiver two for me, and looks like both these tight ends are not gonna end up playing. So we got John Bates, but I'm not really touching that unless I'm like in a two tight end league or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that would be you'd be real desperate to catch yeah, up yeah. Like John Bates. <laughs> um, <laughs> Moving on to this next matchup here, we've got this six and three Baltimore Ravens traveling to Chicago to take on the three and six Chicago Bears. Forty-five point total. This game has the Baltimore Ravens are four and a half point favorites. In terms of weather, it's okay. In terms of the injuries, Latavius Murray limited participant with an ankle. Uh, Rashad Bateman, he was a DMP with an illness. Hollywood Brown was a DMP with a thigh. Lamar Jackson was a DMP with an illness. On the Chicago side, Eddie Jackson dealing with a hamstring injury. He was a limited participant of practice. Darnell Mooney, he was dealing with a foot injury. He was limited. And Allen Robinson was a DMP with a hamstring coming out of the bye. So that's not great news. Greg, where are you with this matchup? I'm going to take the under as well. I'm take Baltimore to cover and Baltimore to win the game. Um, on Baltimore side, Lamar Jackson and his offense is this due for a bounce back. Uh, I like that the running game is slimmed down to kind of the two people, Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman. Uh, if Latavius Murray is able to go, I think both of them are in that RB3 category. Um, I think we'll definitely see a sometime share uh, between the two. Um, Hollywood Brown, expect them to blow up day in this excellent matchup for him. Um, I got Rashad Bateman. You know, he did pop up on in the injury report, but is he able to play? Uh, he's, he's a low on wide receiver, too, for me. Um, he's getting seven targets a game. Uh, had eight last week to Sammy Watkins, five. I mean, three. Uh, he had a 55% snap share to Watkins, 32. So you like those numbers um, for him kind of getting leaping over Watkins in the depth chart. And Mark Andrews, keep playing him as a top five tight end play. Um, on Chicago side, Justin Fields got some momentum. Um, definitely um, before the bye, he's, I think he's in – that two, two QB league option play. I think he's back in that conversation. Uh, hopefully he can start to find his way through this league. Dave Montgomery, though, borderline RB1 with his volume. Uh, he's the highlight of the team right now. Uh, and the only pass catcher I want is Cole Komet, man. I mean, you know, six, reception, six receptions for 87 yards last week. Team leading in targets in week nine. Um, so, yeah, so that's all I really want. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Chicago to cover. Okay. I'm going to take Baltimore to win. I think we get a little shootout here. I think you're going to have two quarterbacks just making plays for their teams. 
you know, on the on the Baltimore side, you know, Lamar Jackson, obviously he's a QB one. Hollywood and Bateman, they they both got, you know, I mean, Hollywood obviously is a he's wide receiver one territory. Yeah. He's been yeah. one on here. Uh Bateman, I think, has a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver too, but I think he has some upside for more potentially this week as well. Uh Mark Andrews has a ton of upside, especially if these wide receivers are limited in any way. Uh, especially Hollywood. Um, and then I, I totally agree with what you're saying about the running backs. I like the fact that this thing gets slimmed down a little bit to to just a two-man rotation. I mean, we've seen Tyson Williams still involved a little bit, but he's not getting much work. Um, on the Baltimore, I mean, on the Chicago side, I absolutely love Justin Fields this week. I mean, we've seen back-to-back games of him getting better, and it mm-hmm. just looks it looks different. He looks more comfortable. Uh, he's running around more. Uh, so I, I love it this week from Justin Fields, potentially. Uh, I think the matchup is great as well. Uh, David Montgomery, he's back to being that workhorse, so just light him up. Uh, it's Cole Komet. I think the matchup is great. And like you said, he, he had nine targets last week. He was phenomenal. So uh, I think he could definitely continue to do that. And I think with you know with Fields playing better, Darnell Mooney, he, he had a good game. In week, you know, uh, against Pittsburgh, caught a touchdown, um, you know, played well. And and, Dar- and Allen Robinson was also more involved as well. So if this game does shoot out like I, you know, think it can, uh, I think, you know, all of these guys, again, with Justin Fields playing better, all these guys could potentially have uh, some some upside. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, Allen Robinson's on a lot of, a lot of you know, free agents right now roster, so be nice to Definitely. maybe add him and get some rest of the season value. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to this next matchup here. We've got the 5-4 and four New Orleans Saints traveling to Philadelphia to take on the 4-6 and six Philadelphia Eagles. This game has a 43.5-point total where the Eagles are two-point favorites. In terms of the injuries, Miles Sanders, he was uh, set as injured, well, designated to return from injured reserve. So he returned to practice on Wednesday. Uh, Dallas Goddard, he's dealing with a concussion, so he was limited. On the New Orleans side, Alvin Kamara, this one's tricky. He returned to practice on Wednesday, got a limited practice in, but then was a DMP on Thursday. So he's questionable with that knee that kept him out last week. So we have to find out, you know, we're left to wonder, was the DMP on Thursday, was that a setback from the limited practice he got in on Wednesday? Don't have an answer to that right now, um, but maybe by the time you listen to this, we'll, we'll have one. But uh, be you know be on the lookout for that. Uh, Taysom Hill, he was a DMP with a foot injury. Uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson, the you know safety defensive back, <clears throat> the the Saints, he was put on injured reserve. And then Tony Jones, the running back, he was designated to ret- to return from injured reserve there. So in terms of this game here, I'm going to take the over. I'm actually going to take the Eagles to cover. I'm going to take the Eagles to win here. Uh, in, on the New Orleans side, you know, Mal, you know, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, whichever one of these backs it is. I mean, if, if Kamara goes, he's not going to see the work that he was seeing to start the year. Um, you know, I could see this become very well becoming like a two a two person backfield here. Uh, but so Kamara, Ingram, they're you know they're both obviously nice options. Uh, if Kamara can't go, then Ingram gets, you know, even upgraded even more. Uh, Adam Troutman, uh, I know, Greg, you wrote him down for the waiver wire. Uh, I 
I wasn't even – I'm not a huge fan of him be just because of the way he's been, like, doing football things. But the matchup here is phenomenal. <laughs> uh, it is. His target share has been really good. So uh, I can't I – don't, I don't think you can ignore it here. Um, Philadelphia, you know, they're really good against wide receivers. So uh, not really all that interested in Deontay Harris or Marquez Calloway. Uh, on the Phyllis, on the Philly side, uh, Jalen Hurts might have to air it out this week against New Orleans defense. That's difficult to run the ball on. Gotta love that. We love that upside. Uh, I think this was his breakout game too, if I'm not mistaken. Not the um, Arizona game, or was it? Or oh, maybe this was his first start. He fired, right? Yeah, the Arizona game oh, was just crazy. Yeah, the Arizona game as well. Yeah. Um, Devontae Smith, he's he's been he's been rolling, so I think you have to continue to like him this week against a New Orleans pass defense that over the last three weeks on first and second down is 29th pass defense, 29th ranked pass defense in terms of drop back EPA. Uh, Dallas Goddard, if he plays, you know, limited with a concussion, he's a tight end one. And then I like Quez Watkins to have an impact in the passing game. He's one of the guys that's um, underperformed in the touchdown department and do in simply doing a yards to con- a touchdown conversion. Mm. So, you know, I definitely like him to make some plays, uh, you know, playing playing in the slot for the Eagles. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I have the over the Eagles covering and, and the Eagles winning um, on the Wallen side. I do like Trevor Simeon as a in streaming conversation. Um, you know, both his games since he's come in and started 249 yards and then 298 uh, with two touchdowns each in those games playing Philly. Uh, so, you know, you, you like this matchup here. Kamara, I'm, I'm with you. If he's playing, of course, you have Kamara in. If not, Mark Ingram is a RB1 upside, plug and play. Um, definitely top 15. Adam Trotman, I haven't yet deeper league tied in that I, that I want. Um, three straight weeks with at least six targets. Um, got the excellent match with Philly, who's given up the third most targets in the league at nine. And on Philly's side, of course, Jalen Hurts' QB1 season continues. Uh, that Detroit game, though, was really a turning point for this this Eagles team with them running the ball. Um, Miles Sanders is back. I think he'll probably lead in carries, but I do think Jordan Howard gets his own uh, timeshare as well. Um, I don't know if Boston Scott will be involved anymore, but I wouldn't be surprised if they use all three of them. Um, Devontae Smith, he's a solid wide receiver too. He's been money the last couple of weeks, starting to finally gel more with Hurts, of course, with less targets and with less routes. Like they go run the football now, and now he's 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 work. He's doing what he has to do. And that's uh, fantasy for you sometimes. Um, and yeah, Dallas, no, Dallas Garden has been banged up, so I mean, yeah, they don't have to really rely on Devontae Smith and. Quez Watkins, so maybe get some uh, deeply play. Uh, fantasy can be so interesting sometimes. Crazy. 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 Um, moving on to this next matchup, we got the 1-8 and eight Houston Texans traveling to Tennessee to take on the 8-2 and two Tennessee Titans. First place AFC Tennessee Titans. This game has a 44.5 point total. Tennessee Titans are 10 point favorites. In terms of the weather, we're okay here. In terms of injuries, Houston's okay. On the Tennessee side, Jeremy McNichols, he's a DMP with a concussion. Uh, Derek Henry, uh, this he's not obviously not going to play in this game. Not expected to play for quite some time, but there's optimism apparently uh, for January if all goes well. That would put us at uh, the beginning of January. Final time. 
that would put us at fantasy finals, uh, fantasy Ooh. semifinals. Um, probably means more for the Titans playoffs um, than it does, you know, especially if they're if they're locking up a one seed. But if they need the one seed, you know, they're gonna use him. They gotta they gotta feed that man. <laughs> just saying. Um, but on the in terms of this game here, I am gonna take the under. I am gonna take Tennessee to cover. Oh wait. It's not my turn, Greg. It's your turn. Go ahead, my brother. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the under Tennessee to cover and Tennessee to win. Uh, on Houston side, it's still the same. Brandon Cooks. That's all I want. He's like the best of that that wide receiver three pack. Um, he's in a good matchup as well. So continue to roll him out there. Um, and on Tennessee side, Ryan Tannehill. I love him. I like him in this matchup. He's a he's a top 15 play for me. Uh, that Dante Foreman revenge game. Yes, sir. You already know. Uh huh. So. <laughs> I expect a you know a top 30 week from him. Um, he's definitely the running back I want rostered in this offense right now, um, leading the, the running backs and carries and receptions last week. Um, and he got the revenge game, of course. AJ Brown, you're continuing to fire him up. Uh, I still trust him. He's still the alpha in this offense, and he's got wide receiver one upside. Um, the targets are, are are there. Marcus Johnson is a deeper league flex option, I think though. Yeah, I am going to take the under. I'm going to take Tennessee to cover. I'm going to take Tennessee to win. Uh, I think Tyrod has some streaming appeal here. Uh, Tennessee again, they're they're not they have not been a good pass defense. Uh, they've been one to target, and so I I, I like that potentially there. Um, and then I Brandon Cooks wide receiver two option. Uh, I am. Somewhat willing to take a shot here on Nico Collins, uh, the rookie. Uh, he's been, you know, making some plays and with an opportunity here against the Tennessee pass defense. The Titan, the Houston being a negative game script, I think they're that it makes well for Nico Collins potentially to have some plays. Plus, he's a rookie. After Houston bye. just just oh. came out of the bye. So <laughs> <laughs> Justin Fields too after the bye. There you go. Maybe. Hey you know. man. I mean <laughs> Justin Fields was showing signs before the bye. True, so. true. <laughs> um on Tennessee side, AJ Brown, definitely wide receiver one. Uh Ryan Tannehill, QB one. Uh totally which one a Dante Foreman revenge game. I think he's a low end RB two. Uh, AP with especially with Old McNichols, I think we see a two man backfield, which would be nice for fantasy. So AP, uh, RB3, RB4, especially in some positive game script here. And mm-hmm. Marcus Johnson actually led the, the Titans in targets last week, uh, has been on the field, has been running basically as a number two receiver without Julio Jones. Uh, so I think he's playable again. Because, uh, he, again, he will be on the field. A.J. Brown will see a lot of attention. Uh, I think Marcus Johnson definitely is in play. Yeah. Uh, moving on to this next matchup here, we got the 8-2 and two Green Bay Packers traveling to Minnesota to take on the 4-5 and five Minnesota Vikings. This game has a 49.5-point total. The Green Bay Packers are 2.5-point favorites here. In terms of whether we're actually okay in terms of, well, this game's in a dome. So we're okay. In terms of the, the injuries, uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's dealing with a toe uh, that kept that had him questionable, kept him out of practice uh, this on Thursday. Aaron Jones, he, he will miss this game with a knee injury, um, suffered the MCL sprain, so could miss this week and next and potentially the week after, but we'll see. 
Uh, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, questionable with the, a hip injury. Who is limited? Alan Lazard, he was DMP with a shoulder injury. Minnesota, they're okay. A couple of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, but they do get Harrison Smith back, the safety. In terms of the game here, I am going to take the under. I am going to take Green Bay to cover. I am going to take Green Bay to win. Uh, on the Green Bay side, Devontae Adams, top wide receiver option. Aaron Aaron Rodgers, a QB1 option. And then A.J. Dillon, I mean, there's no Aaron, Aaron Jones. There's no Kylan Hill. A.J. Dillon should be in line for some serious, serious volume here. Uh, so I definitely will play him. Uh, on the Minnesota side, Dalvin Cook, uh, RB1, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver one. Kirk Cousins, uh, am weary a little bit, but again, is going off against Aaron Rodgers. These games have, you know, these games have in the past uh, been a little back and forth. Uh, so, you know, Kirk Cousins can obviously get it done. Tyler Conklin, again, uh, between him and Dan Arnold, I don't know why these guys aren't on the rosters. Uh, these guys, man. And then Adam Thielen. Uh, definitely in play as a as a wide receiver wide receiver two option. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take Green Bay to cover and uh, Green Bay to win. Definitely love Aaron Rodgers in this matchup and all his pieces, mainly AJ Dillon and Devontae. Uh, I think they're both, you know, Devontae being a wide receiver one. I think AJ Dillon is also in RB one category. Uh, Randall Cobb is probably the only complimentary piece I would consider. Uh, he's got the good matchup in the slot, and so if, if you need a uh, solid PPR back, I mean receiver for you know deeper leagues, I think he's a play. On Minnesota, I do trust Kirk in this offense, uh, and as well, I have Kirk ranked um, in the top 15. Dalvin Cook still firing him up again as the RB1. I'm still waiting on that huge explosion day like that we saw like many times last year. The man has got 11 red zone carries last week and only one touchdown. You know, I need I need a, a big huge day from Dalvin Cook. Uh, Jefferson, love him. Thielen, wide receiver too for me. And yeah, I'm with you on Conklin, man. Conklin, Darren Arnold, streamers of the year. And we could actually call them streamers of the year because they're literally they're still rostered. Still rostered. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So, yep. <laughs> Crazy. Um, all right. Well, that's it for the 1 p.m. games, y'all. We will catch y'all tomorrow or Saturday, rather, for when we break down part two uh, and give out starts to the week as well as play some get money. So until next time, we're out of here. Peace, y'all. We out.